Welcome to Life's Journey podcast by Aviva. I am Pat Kane, and I will be your host for today's episode, which is all about creating a more sustainable home and debunking some of the most common myths around sustainability. Here with me today is local business owner, Val Reed, who is passionate about practicing eco-friendly habits where possible in life. Hi, Val. I'm only delighted to be sharing this experience with you. For those who don't know Val, Val is the founder of the wonderful Dolky Handmade Soap, a local business striving to offer us incredible alternatives to bottles, shampoos, and soaps, and having fun while at it. Hi, how are you doing? All very good. Delighted to be here with you today. So Val, first things first, are there any areas around sustainability that you'd like to know more about? So I'm passionate about practicing um, positive habits, like when it comes to sustainability. Can you think of any household tax when it comes to creating a sustainable home, Pat? So that's a good one. Usually I like to start by saying it shouldn't be complicated, it shouldn't be fancy, and it shouldn't be expensive, right? We can all do small steps, take small steps to make big changes. So I have a few ideas, I suppose, that I can share with you now. Um, you know, simple things like turning off appliances and lights that you're not using, you know, installing energy efficient appliances or hanging your clothes to dry instead of using the dryer. Small little steps that, you know, when you add up, if you look at your yearly consumption of electricity, for example, um, I would go into disposables. You know, a lot of people still have say paper napkins or kitchen towels and even like cups and plates at the house that are disposable um, because it's just handy and sometimes you know convenience wins um, I would say let the whole thing behind you disposables are a killer and you know we're trying to use as much as we can and buy as, as many things as we can that can be reused so I would say the best example here is your keep cup you know um, when you're out and about, if you're a coffee drinker, you know, or you buy a half decent, decent razor and obviously a water bottle and all of that stuff, things that you will reuse for a long, long time. And if you take good care of them, they will last. And as a mom of two small kids, you know, I'm very conscious of all the products we bring into the house. Um, and I try as much as I can to create my own natural cleaning products. I know I'm speaking to someone who obviously understands all the chemicals and how to make the lotions and potions in, and things mm-hmm. in your kitchen, even, you know, um, from all purpose cleaners to like, you know, hand soap and all of that sort of thing. I think it's really important to keep it to a minimum and to keep it as natural. Keep it simple. What mm. do you have any, like, literally three ingredients, that's it, and that will do? Like, what would you be your go-to if you have any? White vinegar, peel, uh, orange peels, put in with the vinegar and some water and use as spray around the house, around the kitchen. Um, and that's lovely in the shower as well. It has that lovely smell of orange zest. Um, just adding a little bit of water to that. So, and put it in a spray bottle around. So that, you know, things like that. You don't need to have chemicals. That's fantastic. And it's easy to make and easy on the world, isn't it, around us? Yeah, white vinegar is, you know, it's very reasonably priced and uh, anyone can get it. And uh, I think that, you know, living a conscious life has nothing to do with leaving the life little luxuries behind. 
I think it's all about just rethinking. I always like to say, you know, it's not about stopping doing what you're doing. It's finding better ways of doing so. And um, when it comes to family home, I think this is key um, because we are all in a rush. We don't want to spend a lot of money, uh, but still we want to help. So how do you do that? Just learning, just little things that work around the house that, um, you know, will just make life easier and let, won't create a huge amount of rubbish, extra rubbish and extra um, stuff to go into the black bin. Yeah. I agree. Like, you know, I, at, at our house, because obviously we have little kids here, I try to show them the value of money. That's first, very important. Um, you know, we work so hard to get the things we need. Uh, so that's really important and important point. But also I think, you know, together you need, with that, you need to always embed some sort of sustainable habits, uh, being it, you know, teaching them how to recycle, teaching them the importance of composting and what does that mean actually, what's going to happen at the end of that process, um, you know, or even reusing pieces of clothing, you know, obviously hands-me-down is like perfect. We do a lot of that here and it's brilliant. Um, but as you said, it's a small hack. It doesn't need to be costly. You know, um, a few of the points I had down here was to try, as I said at the beginning, you know, switch from single-use uh, paper towels and napkins to cloth options you know you just wash that and it's good to go again you know uh, one thing that I love very much when it comes to you know sustainable hacks but um, that is completely like down to us to get done is meal planning um, you know I have a meal planner myself a local lady here she makes that for us and I find that life-changing you know, we, we can, on a Sunday, we can write down everything we need for the, the week to come and try and follow that because that means it's one less thing I need to think about when I come home in the evening. So, and then on top of that, you need to remember that a third of our produce out there ends up in the bin in Ireland, which is shock. So meal planning is a great way to avoid waste as well. They have waste of money and waste of food, right? Which is like a sad thing at the end of the day, isn't it? Well, one thing I've, I've started doing, I've, I put um, glass jars and uh, bottles and things into a basket in the kitchen. And then uh, once every two weeks, I go to one of those refill shops and refill my rice and my porridge flakes, um, nuts and raisins, all the things that, you know, would normally come in a plastic bag in the supermarket. I can go either get in a brown paper bag or I'll put it into my container that I bring. So I think that's a fantastic resource to have. Mm, I completely agree. I like to say we became the jar ladies before yes. they had fat ladies. We are the jar ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so Val, when it comes to our, a sustainable shopping list, Right. I have my go-to points and I, I would love to share them with you. But okay. I also hear your, like, if you have anything to add, obviously. I, I try to avoid huge chains. I go to my local grocer because I know that guy is possibly picking and choosing a bit better his suppliers. Um, so I try to go for, you know, that instead of a big chain. Um, I'm very much a fan of plant-based meals. 
So obviously, you know, plant-based meals by themselves, they, they are already cutting back on carbon emissions. You're not consuming meat. Um, so that is a big one. But again, I know that's not for everybody. And when I do have to buy meat for the rest of my family, my, my, my husband and my kids, um, I try as much as possible to get from places where, you know, we know where the poultry or the meat or whatever it is, the fish, where they're coming from. And the same as I was saying, the eggs. Um, you know, I try to focus on less plastic and more compostable or biodegradable options, always when possible. You know, everybody says, oh, your house must be completely plastic free. And that's not necessarily true because some of the things you just can't avoid, like you can't buy medicine, for example, in bags, right? There are some things that you can just, you can't avoid um, or, you know, but we try and I think that's the important thing. I think you just have to do your best. You have to do your best. Um, when it comes to say, for example, you know, like again, food wise, I think there, you can go into so many things, but like loose leaf tea, um, you know, that's such an easy one, such a super easy one. And there are incredible blends out there. Um, you know, obviously soap uh, and all the personal care and also household, you know, cleaning products all clean, toxin-free, and all of that good stuff. But you, you realize you don't actually need as much? No, no. You know, you don't need as much of the cleaning products as you think mm -hmm. you you do. Yeah. You know, you can, a lot of things double up. Like I was saying, the vinegar, you can mm -hmm. use that for, you know, so many things in the house. As you said, certain areas, like your cleaning products, you will find out that you need less to do the same amount of work. And mm -hmm. in, that, in that case, yes, you would save a little bit of money here and there. Um, and then there's another one that I wanted to bring up with you, right? It's personal care, because obviously that's right up your street. You know, you know the way women, right? We are told that we have to have an eye cream, a neck cream, a face cream, and then the SPF, and then this and that, and a BB cream, CC, elemental P, I don't know. You know, so like, how do you, how do you make better choices when it comes to like your, I suppose, personal care routine? Okay. So obviously we, in this house, we use bars of soap. Mm -hmm. We use, you know, I refill the, I also make shampoo bars. So that would be, but that's a hard sell for some of my kids. You know, my daughter, long hair, just not. Not buying it quite yet, but anyway. But then I go to the refill shop, so I buy the um, organic shampoo and and refill it. Um, then for me, I just simplify it. It's um, a night moisturizer and a day moisturizer, and that's it. And I wash my face with soap and water. Probably shows. <laughs> no, you look great. <laughs> oh, my God. And the same goes like when you have little kids like myself, you know, like there's nappy creams and there's whatnot, you know, like I try to keep it very simple. Uh, there is a local brand, in fact, from Scaries and they make little bum creams and uh, that's that. And you can refill it and you can keep going. Um, appliances are one household item that really fall into the whole, the whole category of like I bought something that was not that cheap or rather expensive. However, you know, I've been using it and suddenly the thing breaks down. So I think first things first, right? Um, we are buying what we need. 
we're not buying things because it's trendy because Apple just launched a new XYZ so you need to think long term you know what's popular right now it probably won't popular in won't be popular say in five years right mm-hmm. so what we buy now it's something that we won't grow sick of so we need to focus on long term you know so I think that goes from a phone all the way to your dryer for example so the buying process to me is a, a very big one so let's go into a few examples right um, if you're talking about fridges and freezers, you know, try and buy the right size. Uh, because if you buy too big of a freezer, if you don't use it, they demand a lot of energy and that means you're wasting your money and you're, you know, just basically wasting energy overall, right? However, a larger fridge instead of a larger freezer might make more sense because if you are just like buying things to consume, uh, on the same week or so, you know, that makes more sense. You're going to use more. It's better than having two small fridges or something like that. You know, um, I think try to select models that have highest energy ratings as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, that is really, really important. You know, it's funny. A funny one that I learned recently was that chest freezers, they are usually more efficient than the upright models because the, oh. remember that, because the cold air does not escape every time you open the door you know it's it's upright so it it's like it, it the air is sitting down in there if you know what i mean yeah 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 very interesting so you know try to position freezers and fridges in cool places are out of direct sunlight and away from obviously warmer appliances like your cooker or your dishwasher so that's important and try to not have a packed packed freezer because that means there is energy okay i'm guilty there <laughs> are, you, are you because you have like imagine you have all that stuff sitting there and it's great because maybe it's stuff you decided not to throw away so you decided to freeze but you need to be mindful that you know you are spending a lot of energy to keep those things deep fro- frozen right yes I mean. <laughs> so if you are like that maybe you want to rethink that one I think I just need to clean it out. <laughs> um, I think going back then to the buying process, it's always important to uh, you know remember that you are spending money on something that's relatively expensive. You know, think of you know things that will be easy to maintain. If you for some reason needs to fix the thing, a vacuum uh, cleaner or whatever it is, you know, make sure you know where to go so that thing doesn't become a problem. And then you need it and then you don't have it and you decide to throw it away and buy a new one. That's important. Sometimes I remember back in the day, people buying things from Germany and, you know, like mainly in Brazil where I'm from. And obviously there was no sort of assistance locally. And all you had to do at the end then was to throw the thing away and buy a new one because you couldn't fix it locally. So that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Be conscious of overusing it, you know, try and find a balance. The whole thing of opening and closing your fridge is a good example. Another tip that I love saying is obviously talking about when you're washing your clothes. A lot of people are now saying that we should wear, have less clothes and then wash the ones we have less. Um, which can be challenging if you work at a farm. You can't be washing your clothes less. You need to wash them often because they'll be covered in mud, right? For example. <laughs> And the same for us, right, Val? You're making your soap. I'm at the shop, you know, carrying boxes, sweating. It's a hard one, I guess. 
if you do have to wash your clothes often, you know, wash a full load rather than several smaller ones. And, you know, and try and use economy cycle as much as possible. I think most of the energy used when washing your clothes, um, it's for heating the water. So if you could use cold or colder water, that's already beneficial. So 30 or 40 degrees. Perfect. Exactly. Mm. Um, and then the same goes for your dryer. You know, if you can have a clothesline or a rack uh, somewhere in the house or outside, brilliant, you know, but obviously it's Ireland. So, you know, we don't want to break anybody's hearts. Um, so if you have a dryer, try to consider buying a heat pump clothes dryer. You know, they are more expensive at first, but, um, but they're much cheaper on the long run. Um, and I think like run the dryer on medium instead of high, that's also an important one. And maybe, you know, just if, if the clothes are still a bit damp, you can always hang them so they finish drying outside. Again, steps to try and save a little bit of energy here and there, you know, mm -hmm. no harm. Do you use your dishwasher, Val? Yes. Yeah? I would wait till it's full. Yeah. But at the moment, we're still, we're seven adults in this house at the moment. You so, need, you know, yeah. You need all the help you can get. I need all the help I can get. Um, and the same goes, I was, I was saying that earlier, um, you know, your computer or your phone uh, and plugs in general, you know, when, when our computers are on idle mode or our phones are not on the plugged onto the chargers, uh, but the chargers are still on the wall, you know, like I look here and I can see there's a green light. My phone is charging beside me. There's a green light on the plug. So if I take my phone off that uh, plug, that green light will still be on, but that's, that means it's still feeding off energy, right? Um, of the wall, I guess. So it's important to turn everything off when you're not using, you know, uh, either straight on the plug if you have the little on and off buttons, or just unplug things. You know, if you're not using your, your, um, your charger, well, then it shouldn't be there, plugged to the wall, you know. Mm -hmm. I, and also, I think it's important to remember that, you know, uh, sometimes, obviously, there's a lot to unplug at the end of the day. So things like, you know, using a power strip for your devices, you know, laptops, printers, and chargers, if they're all in one place in the office, on the sitting room, wherever they are, you know, it's only one plug to switch off or, you know, one thing to unplug at the end of the day rather than mm. before. So that's a little hack, I guess. And I, I want to just share a little stat with you that I always love sharing when it comes to uh, appliances. You know, the heated towel, towel rails. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So lovely and it feels great when you get that warm towel coming out of a shower, isn't it? I love that. But they can consume somewhere around 5% of all household electricity. Like, it's a lot for a little thing like that that you're using maybe once or twice a day, right? Like you're not using the towels all the time and still it's 5% of your household electricity. It's a lot. But um, it's, it's again, as you said, it's being more mindful and trying to have this mental checklist of what can I do better or am I missing out on something here? The same goes for appliances. Mm -hmm. We've seen over the last few months that more and more people are investing in their gardens and spending more time there. And my office is in fact located in my garden. How can we use the garden as a place to practice good sustainable habits? 
So we are in a country where we see rain falling on a possibly daily basis, um, certainly now going into winter. So, you know, can we have big buckets, big barrels outside catching all of that rainfall, uh, rainwater, and, and then reuse that, you know, for watering your plants or, you know, cleaning your floors or whatever it is that you do. You know, we have a big, one of those, I don't even know how you call that. But Water bus. Yeah, yeah. We have one of those outside. Mm. And uh, we see some birds having a great time, to be fair, out there sometimes, you know, taking their bath. Um, but it's also good because when it's dry, you can just take the water from there and water your plants. So that is no harm in having. Um, I think when it comes to also your garden, you know, try to grow something. Um, as I said, we, we don't have a lot of space. We have a small backyard. Um, so every little pot and, and, you know, you name it. I was talking about the, the baby bathtub. I don't know if I told you, but we were growing potatoes inside baby bathtubs. We got 28 roosters. And I was quite proud about that. Um, you know, but like try to use the space you have. You don't have to have a garden, a full-on garden. You can have a balcony and, and still, even if it's only herbs. Again, you know, it's let, at the end of the day, once or not, you're not using like leaves of basil or, you know, sprigs of thyme every day. So if you have a little bit out there, it's, it's you avoiding going to a big shop, buying those you know, little bouquets and covered in plastic and bringing that thing home just to use two sprigs of thyme for a recipe. You know, it's a waste. Okay, Pat. So there's a perception today that recycling is key to creating perfect, sustainable home. Is this true? Oh my God, no, definitely not. Um, even, even if we wanted, I think, you know, Ireland carries this horrendous medal of the number one plastic producer of plastic waste in, in the EU. So even if we wanted, we wouldn't have the capacity to recycle everything. There is obviously innovation when it comes to recycling and there are businesses out there creating incredible things of recyc recyclable materials, you know, anything from bags, backpacks, clothing, shoes. Um, so it's pretty awesome to see. However, uh, in Ireland, and as we are here, I suppose we talk about Ireland, you know, we, we just can't handle the amount of plastic waste and waste in general, I guess, we produce. You know, um, only a third approximately of all the plastic waste produced in Ireland is recycled. You know, a lot of the stuff that go, gets out there to recycling plants can't be recycled because you're talking about, say, soft plastics, you know, like your mm. crisps bags, that sort of thing, any, any sort of soft plastics. So you end up also throwing that in the wrong bin. And, you know, if you put that together with your recycling bits, you end up contaminating your entire bin and, you know, putting the whole thing at risk, all your good work. So recycling is in order of priority when it comes to the R's of sustainability. It, it is the last one, okay? You need to refuse, which is basically to say, no, thanks, I don't need. You need to, you know, reduce. So if you need something by less, by better, as you were saying, you know, you need to reuse, to repair, to repurpose, um, and then you get to recycling at the very end. That's because that means the plastic is already there or the waste in general is already there and there's nothing else for you to do with that. 
So it's, it's literally like the last thing you should be thinking of when you buy something. You know, oh, it's grand. I'll just recycle this. It's like, no, no, no. That's not the trail of thought. It should be, can this be recycled? Okay, great. But like, do I actually need it? You know, so that, I think that should be the first question you should ask yourself. Um, we have a generation here that, you know, I think has more information than ever when it comes um, to recycling and sustainability, I guess. You know, even over the past two years, I know you've been around the block for longer than I, you know, when it comes to your business. Um, but like, we are only established, we were only established in 2018. And even over the past two years, I've seen a huge shift in people talking about it and asking questions. Um, so it's positive. But I still don't think people realize that recycling is definitely not the solution to anything. It should be the last resort, um, if uh, you know, at all. I would think recycling, recycling, you just think, okay, well, I'm, at least I'm ticking that box. You know, but it is true, it's to repair, to reuse, to, to do all that as well. But you know the way people are making, they make such an effort in the home to recycle and do you think it makes a difference? I would say it starts with one, you know, it's the power of one and someone watching you doing what you do and learning from it and replicating and then spreading the word. And that's, you know, that uh, contagious, I guess, um, wave of you know, positive change. I like to use the example of the bamboo toothbrush, right? It's such a small change. It's only a toothbrush. And people say, ah, oh, big deal, like it's just a toothbrush. Would that make a huge difference? Mm. And the reality is, if you think of Ireland as a country of, say, give or take 5 million people, right? Everybody here, and you would say 80% of us brush our teeth. Think of babies and people with no teeth left behind. I don't know who they are, but like say 80% of us, you know, that's 4 million people. Um, and we are told, these 4 million people are told by dentists that we should swap toothbrushes every three months, right? So that, mm -hmm. is, that is four toothbrushes per person uh, by 4 million every year. So that's 16 million toothbrushes out there hitting landfill because that thing can't be recycled. So it's only one small change, you know, to swapping from plastic to bamboo, for example. But if collectively we can all adapt adopt this new habit, what a huge difference would, would we make? You know, try to put 16 million toothbrushes in a room. You know, I always think like that. Just doing small things. And like, you know, you, you have your soap and shampoos and all the bars. It's like small changes. Mm -hmm. So if I, say, was starting purchasing a new home, where would you recommend I'd start from a sustainability perspective? Yeah, so a few things I'd say, right? Um, you know, you want to get an energy audit. If you're buying a new home, usually they are the new homes, they are more, I suppose, equipped with stuff you need to um, increase your home's energy efficiency, right? But if you're buying an existing home that has been around for a decade or so, you know, get an energy audit going, you know, make sure windows and doors are well sealed. Uh, the home is well insulated, you know, try and upgrade your water heater and, you know, all of the options that you have out there, timers and thermostats, you know, pro programmable thermostats. Um, I think that is really important because, you know, 
you still hear people who have their heaters on all the time and it's like shocking um so i think obviously that will vary very much if it's a new or an old house but still i think these are great ways to start um, you know, if you make sure you control ventilation and you're stopping any sort of draughts, like, you know, again, great step, simple, but just make sure that this is all covered if you're doing a, um, an energy audit. Um, you know, what else do we have there? Lighting, uh, lighting, cooking and appliances, you know, try to minimize the electricity demands, you know, LED lighting. Um, and again, try to get like a check check your cooker and microwaves and all of that stuff you know make sure everything's working properly um i would say somehow if possible i would love that in my house i would love to consider a rainwater collection system that is not a bucket i think that would be pretty awesome and um, i think that would be amazing as well i'd love that to work off the you know the washing machine i think that would be amazing I think that would be amazing. I think that could be the next, you know, solar panels. Everybody mm. talks about solar panels, but then we never really hear a lot of people talking about rainwater uh, collection. And I, I always say that to my husband, if only we could have a little something, you know, I don't know, that would go straight into our main The cisterns. Yeah, yeah. Cisterns. yeah, exactly. Simple, but like fantastic, right? Love that. Mm. Um, and then obviously, because there's a lot of like action points, but I think a very important one is to educate all the people living in your home not to waste energy. And that point could be even the first point in your list, you know, because it's like, look, uh, we're putting all these great things in place. But if you have people going to each room and leaving the windows open when the heater is on, turning on lights and TVs and not being in the room, not staying in the room, you know, what's the point? So I think education of people living in, in your home is, is key. Um, you know, some of these points will prove very easy. Um, you know, the low energy lighting, like your LEDs, like the majority of people are already there, I think. Um, and, you know, buying um, most efficient, like say fridges or appliances in general, I think that's fine. And some are very straightforward. But also, um, you have like tougher things and, you know, like you're talking about insulating or replacing windows, extremely expensive, right? So expensive. Insulating solid walls, actually very expensive too. So, you know, I think it's important to keep these things in mind and do what you can. As we always say, well, you know, like be realistic, small steps, do what you can. Mm -hmm. It's important at the beginning of a project like that, if you're moving houses, to have a little checklist of and understand everything that can happen. You might not do everything, yeah. you might not get there, but at least you're aware. And that is already, it will stay at the back of your mind and you'll be going back to that, you know, I need to close my windows or whatever it is, you know, uh, how can we insulate it out better? Like at least it's there and you remember. Now, I think we're hitting the end of our chat, Val. Oh, it was great. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I really enjoyed too. It just feels like one of our calls in the, any given day. Um, so <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks to Aviva. It was pretty great to be a part of this initiative and we hope to have helped people out there. Well, even for someone like myself who's, you know, 
far from a newcomer at this. Like, I think it's great to get tips and facts and ideas and some guidelines and just, you know, just you're always learning some new ways to do things. So that was great, Pat. You know, and I, I like in my house, I, you know, I'm, I try to be as kind as I can. We can as a family to the environment, but you know, there's just so much information out there. You just have to, I think we just have to just do our best. It's that famous Maya Angelou quote, you know, you do the best you can until you know how to do better and then you do better. So I think that's a good one. Good one. Very well. <laughs> For all of life's journeys, you're safe in the hands of Aviva.